aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. One more time around this racetrack for Kurt Busch. Around the last traffic, the Todd Gilliland machine. He said this weekend, if we can clean up our game, we'll win a race. He called the shot. Kurt Busch with a perfect day off turn two. Here he comes to the outside of the Chase Briscoe car, coming off the end of the back straightaway. He's put the lap traffic behind him. He's put Kyle Larson behind him. He's put the field behind him. Kurt Busch, the leader. Here he comes up off of turn number four. Kurt Busch sees the checkered flag, and Kurt Busch wins the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway. Kurt Busch will take Michael Jordan to victory lane in the heartland. You've won a lot of races. You've done a lot. What does this mean to a young team to be in victory lane? That's the most gratifying part is to help these guys win. And uh, Billy Scott is a great crew chief, and the family here at 2311, I love him. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Lou Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we gear up for All-Star Race Weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Got lots to catch you up on here today. Lots coming your way over the course of the next 60 minutes. We're going to catch up with Tyler Reddick of Richard Childress Racing. He's been hovering. He's been waiting for that first win. We all have been waiting for that first win. We'll check in with Tyler, see how things are going on the number eight car over there at RCR. We mentioned the All-Star Race at Texas Motor Speedway coming up this weekend. We're going to take a listen back to some of the best All-Star moments from the last 30 years. At the same time, while we're doing that, we're also acknowledging that we're halfway through the regular season for the NASCAR Cup Series. We're going to take a little inventory of the 22 Cup Series season so far as we have reached that halfway point coming out of the Advent Health 400 this past weekend at Kansas Speedway. We're going to simplify this weekend's all-star race format and explain it to you. Plus, we will preview the NASCAR all-star race coming up Sunday night at Texas Motor Speedway. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest headlines in NASCAR Nation. Kyle, what do you have for us? Mike, 20 drivers are locked into this weekend's all-star race at the Texas Motor Speedway, but four others will find their way into the big show. Three will advance through the all-star open, but as has been customary... One driver will make it into the race thanks to the fan vote. NASCAR revealed the current top four drivers in the fan vote on Monday night. Those drivers are Eric Jones, Tyler Reddick, Corey LaJoy, and Daniel Suarez. 
voting is still open at nascar.com slash fanvote and closes at noon on Friday. Stuart Haas Racing will have a cool sponsorship initiative for the All-Star Race. Eric Almarola and Kevin Harvick will be running a scheme that combines their typical sponsors, Smithfield Foods and Bushlight Beer. One lucky fan who tweets the hashtag #BushBacon during Sunday's race will win a lifetime supply of beer and bacon. And there will be some busy drivers this weekend as three cup regulars will be pulling double duty, but in different series. In Saturday afternoon's NASCAR Xfinity Series race, William Byron will be behind the wheel of the fifth Junior Motorsports entry, while Tyler Reddick will pilot the number 48 car for Big Machine Racing for the second straight race. In Friday night's Truck Series event, Ross Chastain will pilot a Nice Motorsports truck. You'll hear the SpeedyCash.com 220 right here on the Motor Racing Network starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll visit with Tyler Reddick. And later, we'll look back on the past 30 years of NASCAR All-Star Race Moments. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Coming off his first playoff experience in 2021, Richard Childress Racing's Tyler Reddick had high hopes entering the 22 NASCAR Cup Series season. Well, so far, 13 races in, Tyler has earned four top four finishes, including runner-up finishes at Darlington and on the dirt at Bristol. He sits 15th in the championship standings right now. Our Steve Post sat down with Tyler to discuss the 2022 season and where he sits at the midway point of the regular season. Speed in the car. Uh, we've seen that from you guys some over the course of this season. Um, how do you feel about your overall speed with the with the RCR Chevys? Speed's been good. Uh, you know, we just been finding more than anything, just, just being consistent week in and week out. Um, there's some weeks where we hit it really good. Um, as, as expected with this car, there's other weeks where, you know, you miss it by a small amount and it really shows up on race weekends and in the race itself. So we're just trying to navigate that as best we can, learn as much as we can about the cars as, as, as possible so that, you know, we can continue to, to have the speed that we do on the good days and run in the top five, but just expand that to more and more tracks. Uh, you also have a couple of quasi teammates up there at College Racing. How does how how does how does it all come together? How does that all work? Having those having the College going to a second car full time. How has that uh, impacted you guys at RCI? Um, it's it's certainly been been a big help. Uh, any any car <clears throat> on track in our organization or part of our satellite group, um, you know, is learning and is learning is learning information every every lap on track uh, every every race weekend having just one other set of, of, of eyes, one other team and their perspective helps us grow and, and and a rate of learning just, you know, increases exponentially. So having them uh, there that we work with closely is a huge help. A lot of the Chevrolet teams share a lot of information too. So seeing what Trackhouse is doing and, and 
well, yeah, seeing what Trackhouse is doing as well is beneficial. So we all learn pretty quickly together. And uh, certainly, you know, it's it's definitely helped, you know, uh, you know, it helped us get going in pretty quickly in the beginning of the year. It's helped Trackhouse really turn up the wick here the last couple of weeks uh, with their speed as well. We've seen, you know, some with Chevrolet with the integrate. We've also seen the integration of the engine programs, uh, where where uh, ECR and Hendrick Motorsports would, would 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 never communicate in the past. Now they're kind of partners and they're tag teamed up. Have, have you noticed a difference there as well? Yeah, certainly. You know, um, we used to have a little bit more of those Hendrick guys, and, and now now we don't. And uh, you know, they they certainly. I thought it was pretty pretty apparent. You know, their pickup in performance really spiked uh, whenever that that partnership began and it's been good for Hendrick and it's been good good for us in ways it gives us you know we have more cars out there that we can gather information from and learn from whenever you know the, not many times does it happen but when things go wrong we just have another you know another four cars that we can learn from when those situations occur so um, yeah it uh, you know it was definitely a little frustrating at first but it's it's shown to be beneficial and it's helped all the Chevrolets get better. Yeah, I think what uh, you're referencing there, when this thing all came together, I think the uh, the folks uh, realized that ECR had some pretty good steam under the hood of those cars, and um, you guys, you guys have, uh, you guys always that 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 amazes me the the tradition up at uh, ECR and Richard Childress and the and the drive and the energy and the passion that Richard Childress still brings after doing it for all these years. It's inspiring how good that is. And I see Richard, he's at the track all the time. It's gotta be gotta be neat to drive for a hands-on racer of a, as an owner. Yeah, he certainly is. He's he's completely bought in. It's it's life, it's his dream, uh, you know, his dream realized, honestly. He's he's worked really hard from from the ground, from you know, completely at the ground all the way up to where he is now. Uh, 50, 50 plus years of doing this as an owner, um, and even more as a driver in, in his driving career. So He's, he's always been bought in, um, uh, you know, when I looked in, in the past before I was ever a part of NASCAR or RCR. He's always been that way and he will always continue to be uh, an owner of that nature. And, you know, that helps rally us in our spirits uh, and also keep us honest too when we when we miss it um, at certain racetracks. So he's hands-on in, in a lot of ways and he's definitely very bought in. He, he very much cares about our performance on the racetrack and, uh, you know, he lives it. He's a racer and he lives every minute of it. No doubt. He really, truly does. Uh, Tyler, before we let you go, uh, follow along on some of your social media channels. I saw where you had a chance to go to Fort Bragg. Uh, a lot of times, uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway with the military theme of the uh, Coca-Cola 600. Uh, what'd you see? What'd you do down at Fort Bragg? Uh, I did a few things. Um, I got to, to go down there and then hang out with some paratroopers, um, share stories with them about racing and, and what they do and then get put through some of the motions of of, uh, of, a, of a tower that they have that they use for uh, training paratroopers for, you know, for the first time jumps or recertifying and going through that process for, for, for jumpers to get recertified <clears throat> so they can jump out of a plane and in, in that time of need if they're ever called upon. So did some of that. That was a pretty interesting ordeal, jumping out of a tower, 34 foot feet in the air. They, uh, you know, they say at 33 feet, that's when the mind really sets into that fight or flight of mentality when it comes to, you know, how high you are off the ground. You look down and you realize, man, this will really hurt if I if I fall all the way to the ground. So jumping out of a building um, and pretty much having nothing, uh, feeling no sense of being held up or, or you're going to get caught into something as you jump out of this building for the first 
five, six feet is a pretty interesting sensation. It's a lot of fun. It was very physical, uh, very, very physical and uh, a cool experience. And from there, we went over to a live firing range, got to shoot some M4A1s, uh, get, get uh, you know, toured around that range. They showed us some of the, the routines and um, and I, I guess I'd call them trials. They have training exercises that they do. So it was a really good time. And to top it all off, I got to have an MRE, MRE lunch. It was actually really, really good. It, it never had one before, didn't know what to expect. Thought it was just gonna be like some crackers and, you know, very, uh, type food, but it's actually all very, very good. I was, I was really impressed. What was on the menu? What was the, what was the menu? Uh, there's a lot of items to choose from. The one I chose, there was a pizza in it. Uh, you just eat it right out of that, right out of the bag. It was actually really delicious. Uh, they had a, a chocolate protein shake that I, I drank. They had, uh, they have these like almost like pocket warmers you put into a, into a, a, a cardboard sleeve. You drop the the food item, which was blueberry cobbler, into this sleeve, and it you pour water in it. And the, the compound they have in there, you know, you break it apart. It's it's kind of like you know uh, pocket warmers, and it heats the water up. It boiled it, warmed the blueberry cobbler up. It was actually really really good. Uh, it had vegetable crackers with a jalapeno cheddar uh, cheese spread, which was fantastic. Uh, had a oatmeal raisin cookie, which was also again. Fantastic. Uh, there was one other thing that I had in there too. Uh, missing it though. I think it was. I think I actually covered it all. There's a lot. I, I didn't know that much came in MRE. Basically, you can hit every angle of it. You have a lot of food. You have a protein shake. It was it was really good. And and you had gum in there too to have, uh, so you can get all the all the stuff out of your teeth when you're all said and done. There we go. Yeah, kind of gives a new meaning to the word rations. That never sounded good. Actually, rations don't sound bad when they sound like that. So sounds yeah, it was. <laughs> It was it was really really good. Oh well, the one I I talked about the blueberry cobbler. I didn't really talk about eating it. It was it was really it, you you know when you have when you hear of MREs, you don't think oh man like I'm gonna have a warm blueberry cobbler. And it was like I said, I was quite blown away. I, I kind of wanted to, to steal a couple and take home with me. <laughs> neat neat. That's good. That's really cool. I saw um, Alexa and your little guy uh, down at Darlington. Does your little guy have any interest in racing? Is he? Uh, uh, we, I, I see everyone else out of Millbridge on Wednesday nights. Is, uh, has he got any interest in following his dad in the career? I'm trying to push that conversation off. If I'm being honest, <laughs> he, <laughs> he definitely loves racing. He loves cars. Um, you know, I just, I don't know when, when all that starts. I know it's going to probably happen at some point. Um, but he, he really loves being at the racetrack. He loves, you know, running up and down pit road, getting to see all the race cars, sit in mine. Um, say hi to the other drivers. Uh, he really does enjoy the whole experience. So I know it's probably coming at some point. He already tr tries to hijack my simulator at home when I'm making laps on it. So I would say he's definitely got the, the motivation to do it, but he's just like me. He's got a scatterbrain. He can't stay focused on one thing. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes uh, if, if that's something he really wants to do. But I have a bad feeling that he's going to want to go down that road. Thank you, Postman. Coming up, we'll listen back to some of the best moments from the past 30 years of all-star racing and later a report on the midway point of the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. 
like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. The NASCAR All-Star Race will take place at Texas Motor Speedway Sunday night. For the second year in a row, it is deep in the heart of Texas. Last year, Kyle Larson took home the $1 million prize, becoming one of the several highlights of his championship-winning season of a year ago. There's been plenty of All-Star moments to remember over the past 30 years. And here to help us with that exercise is our very own Dave Moody. A NASCAR tradition since 1985, the All-Star Race has had some epic moments. Every year, NASCAR's elite of the elite race for the glory of going to victory lane and earning big money, $1 million to be exact. Legendary names have won the All-Star Race, and legendary moments have thrilled the fans over the years. One of the biggest, 1987. Bill Elliott had dominated the race, leading 121 laps. Things started to get heated between Elliott and Dale Earnhardt in the final moments of the event. The field lined up for a final restart, and the stage was set for one of the most iconic moments in Dale Earnhardt lore and NASCAR history. Elliott is still there, right in the tire tracks of Earnhardt. Down to the inside they go, the cars touch. They both maintain the right direction. And off turn number two, Earnhardt leads and it's Labonte and Richmond moving. Physical indeed as Elliott made his move and tagged into Earnhardt. That gave the opening to Tim Richmond. He moves up on the inside of Bill Elliott. Tries to get the spot, Elliott draws back in front. Now Elliott goes after Earnhardt as they come out of turn four. Earnhardt is using every inch of racetrack, and Elliott gets together with him. Earnhardt goes off in the grass, brings the car back onto the speedway, and keeps it in a straight line and holds onto the lead. Unbelievable. They're back in one. Simply remarkable. Back into the corner they go. Elliott is again there, right behind Earnhardt. Again, Labonte trying to peel off number two corner to the inside of Tim Richmond. That's a battle for third, and now Earnhardt and Elliott are side by side. Elliott is going to try the outside line down the back stretch. Into turn three they go. He's going to go in on the outside of Earnhardt. They touch again. Tire smoke side by side, hooked together. Down to the bottom comes Terry Labonte, and he's going to pass them both. Labonte will take the lead. Elliott got muscled out of the way by Earnhardt. Labonte went to the bottom of the racetrack, snookered Earnhardt for the lead, but Earnhardt has more power down the straightaway. They'll be dead even four cars deep in turn one. Unbelievable racing. Back into the corner they go. Labonte has to yield the inside to Earnhardt. Off the corner, Earnhardt leads. Labonte second, Richmond third. Elliott's coming back. Earnhardt kept the lead and went on to victory lane. But the infamous pass in the grass became much bigger than a single victory. 1989 also turned into a much-talked-about moment between Rusty Wallace and Darrell Waltrip. They talk about it decades later. And still maintaining his lead. Down the back straightaway, Wallace holding on, trying to find a way around the Tide Chevrolet. They reach the end of the backstretch into turn three. Waltrip's car slides up to the top of the groove. Here comes Wallace, pinching it down low. This time he's going to get a fender alongside. They touch. Waltrip is sideways. Wallace drives through. Waltrip spinning to the infield grass. Darrell Waltrip with the brakes locked up, sliding down the front straightaway grass as Rusty Wallace continues on. Now Caution was on the speedway as Wallace came across the stripe. Waltrip now stops in the middle of the racetrack 
and the pickup car, the race leader will be Wallace. Remember, you have to have 10 green flag laps, and they did give Rusty Wallace the caution. Elmo Langley, the pace car driver, will pick up Wallace in the turn, which means that we do have one lap remaining in the Winston's final segment. You must have 10 green flag laps. Post-race, Waltrip only had a few choice words about the incident. Caught up with Daryl Waltrip. Daryl, simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200,000. That's all I can tell him. Your car was really running good. It looked like it got just a little bit high in turn four. Yeah, that's what happened. But you did, he did touch it. No, he knocked the hell out of me. Wallace had a different perspective and even referenced the 87 moment between Elliott and Earnhardt. A little controversy at the end. Tell us all about it. It's real controversy. This is the Winston. We just got tight, run out of room, two laps to go, and I was going for it, and he was here. We both ran out of racetrack. Sorry it happened to him, but, you know, I did everything I could, and I brought it home number one. But uh, fans don't like it, and they didn't like what happened in 87. It's just racing. 30 years ago this week, a jaw-dropping all-star race resulted in Davey Allison getting the big prize on what's become known as One Hot Night. Now Davey Allison tries to close in the ground on Kyle Petty, and the fourth-place battle finally goes away as Alan Kuwicki gets by. Kyle Petty draws even closer down the back straightaway. This time, Earnhardt will take a slightly higher line into turn three. Petty tucked right along the bottom of the racetrack, making a half a car length off the corner. Getting ready to conclude the Winston. Dale Earnhardt is a leader by two car lengths. White flag for him as they work back into turn number one. If Kyle Petty's got anything left, he better get with it. Kyle is there, closing in once again as they come into the turn. He looks to the inside, but Earnhardt is right at the bottom of the track. Here's Kyle trying to nose his Pontiac down underneath Chevrolet with Earnhardt. Kyle pulls down to the bottom. Earnhardt runs him all the way to the bottom of the back straightaway. Dust from Kyle Petty's car as he runs through some of the sand at the crossover gate. Now they touch. Earnhardt's car spins in turn number three. Kyle Petty goes by as Earnhardt spins up to the outside of the track. And here comes Allison. Davey Allison on the inside of Kyle Petty. They touch here at the stripe. Allison wins. Allison hard into the outside wall. A crushing hit into the outside wall as Davey Allison wins the Winston. He hits the outside retaining wall. Sparks flying from behind the automobile. Meanwhile, Earnhardt's car has come to a stop at the exit of turn number four. Davey Allison wins the Winston but pays a huge price as the car crashes into the outside retaining wall as he and Kyle Petty came battling hard to the checkered flag. One of the more heartwarming moments from all-star race history happened back in the year 2000. NASCAR fans got a treat when Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr. raced each other for the win. Dale Jarrett blocks the inside line, but here comes Jr. He'll try the outside. In turn two, Dale Jr. steers to the outside lane. He's up alongside Dale Jarrett. Hub to hub, they'll race a half a million dollars at stake in turn number three. Dale Jarrett digs in down at the bottom of the banking. Left side tires on the white stripe, but he can't hold off Jr. who makes the pass. Dale Jr. makes the pass in the middle of turns three and four. He has got the lead. He'll see the white flag. One more lap around. He can collect himself a half a million dollars. Can he do it? He's back. And one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes the lead and now begins to pull away easily. He's already got seven car links over Dale Jarrett, the second place man, and pulls away even more the last time down the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. flashes off the back straightaway, eases it into turn three for the final time, drops it down low in three, drifts high in turn number four, and there's nothing left but the checkers. The fans are going absolutely crazy. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes to the checkered flag and wins the 2000 running of the Winston. He re- started in 10th position with eight laps to go 
and the four fresh tires turned out to be the trick. He stormed through the field, passing Dale Jarrett, coming to the white flag to score the victory. In the post-race celebration, Earnhardt Sr. could not hide how proud he was of his son. I was, I was really surprised as I was up there racing. I thought I could catch Jarrett, and I looked at my mirror, and here comes this red thing that met me. And <laughs> I couldn't believe he was coming fast. I knew he'd got tires and all, but, man, here he come, and he run us down, and, pay, and I just... I knew I just needed to let him go on because he was faster than me. I thought I could go up there with him and get catch Jarrett and get by him too. And maybe him and Jarrett get to racing, but he drove by Jarrett too like he drove by me. <laughs> That's pretty awesome to see a kid win and then finish pretty good too. But we'd like to won and like to have been right there with him for good wrench. And just last year, a new all-star moment was added to the list with Kyle Larson. That year gave Larson 10 wins, a championship, and a million-dollar all-star victory. A mile and a half separates somebody from a million dollars. One more shot for Brad Keselowski. He drives it deep into turn number one. Larson gives him room on the bottom of the racetrack. He tries the move. He can't get there. It's Larson to the backstretch. Keselowski is with him. One final shot for Keselowski. Here they come. Back into turn number three. Larson's going to drive it deep. Young money looking for the big money deep in the heart of Texas. Who is going to the bank off four final times? Time. Checkered flag is out. Kyle Larson has picked up a million dollars. He scores the win in the NASCAR All-Star Race, the 2021 version here at the Texas Motor Speedway. Kyle Larson over Brad, over Chase Elliott, Logano, and Ryan Blaney. Kyle Larson has won a million dollars. I don't know. It's, it's obviously I've came a long ways uh, personally and professionally. Um, on the racetrack and um, just very thankful for Mr. H and, and everybody at Hendrick Motorsports for getting this put together for me to run. Um, three in a row in the Cup Series is crazy. Um, two crown jewels in the last three weeks. It's um, And a win in my hometown. It's just an awesome stretch and I hope we can keep it going. The All-Star Race isn't just another event. It's the best of the best racing for a big prize. Drivers who win this event add their name to a list of All-Stars in NASCAR history. Thank you, Dave. We can't wait to see what comes from this Sunday night's All-Star Race at Texas. Motor Racing Network will have live coverage from Texas Motor Speedway beginning Sunday evening at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up, We'll take a check of the NASCAR Cup Series as we are midway through the regular season. And later, we'll break down this year's all-star race format. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to YouTube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Heading into the All-Star Race Weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. We are halfway through the regular season in the NASCAR Cup Series. We've had 11 different drivers winning in the first 13 races of the season. And here to take a closer look at the 22 season as it's reached its halfway point is our Kyle Ricky. Sunday's Advent Health 400 at Kansas marked the 13th race of the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season. It's hard to believe, but that is the halfway point in the regular season. 
That means it's time to start looking at who the championship favorites are and who might be in danger of missing out on one of the 16 coveted playoff spots. When looking for championship favorites, we start with the multiple race winners this season. There are only two thus far. Wind the clock for William Byron, off four, and he will win tonight at Martinsville. Career win number four for Willie B as he holds off Joey Logano, Austin Dillon, Ryan Blaney, and Kurt Busch. Here they come, racing to the tri-oval. And Kurt Busch is in the middle lane. They're crashing behind him. Kurt Busch, hard into the outside wall. Bubba Wallace into the wall, steaming to the line. Ross Chastain will win the Geico 500. Ross Chastain avoided a couple of crashes coming to the line. He picks up the win in the Geico 500. William Byron and Ross Chastain weren't exactly at the top of anyone's list this season in terms of championship favorites, but they are the two drivers that have found victory lane multiple times. That win at Martinsville was the second win of the season for Byron after winning at Atlanta earlier this year. This season is also the first year that he has won multiple races in the same season. Chastain finally broke through and got his first win at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, and then backed that up with a thrilling win at Talladega. The Watermelon Man has continued to prove himself to be a contender and has shown Trackhouse Racing to be a top five team week in and week out. Byron and Chastain currently sit fourth and fifth in the point standings respectively. The points leader is a former champion. Martin Truex Jr. around on the back straightaway as Chase Elliott rockets up out of turn number four and will win at Dover. Chase Elliott is a two-time winner at the Monster Mile, taking the Duramax Dryden 400. The 2020 Series champion got his first win of the season earlier this month at Dover, but his consistency has had him as the points leader for a majority of the season. With four more road courses left in the regular season, it wouldn't be a surprise if the nine team finds their way to victory lane again. While Elliott is the point leader, his teammate is still the betting favorite, according to Las Vegas. Bonsai move for Austin Dillon at the bottom of the racetrack, gonna try to pull the slide job. He can't do it. Off turn four, Kyle Larson comes to the line. Austin Dillon giving pursuit, checkered flag in the air, and Kyle Larson wins the Wise Power 400. Larson, the winner in his home state, the Golden State Golden Boy, is headed back to Ruoff Mortgage Victory Lane. It has been an up and down year for defending champion Kyle Larson. He found Victory Lane in the second race of the season, virtually securing a playoff spot, but has found himself in multiple accidents since and only sits ninth in the series standings. The betting market still has faith in the champ though, listing him as a favorite at plus 450. Here comes Brad Keselowski topside, but it's the rookie that leads off four. A whole bunch of fours at the front of the field, and here they come. Sendrick trying to squeeze Blaney into the fence, and at age 23, Austin Sendrick has scored the Daytona 500 win. They crash further down after they cross the start-finish line, but Austin Sendrick has won the Daytona 500. Chase Briscoe leads into turn three for the final time in Phoenix. Mistake free and a day he will never forget. Off four, final time, checkered flag is out. Career win number one for Chase Briscoe across the line and Briscoe will win the Ruoff Mortgage 500 at Phoenix Raceway. The reason why it isn't fair to say Larson is officially locked into the playoffs yet 
is because of the sheer amount of winners we have had thus far. Austin Sindrick and Chase Briscoe are two more surprise winners this season, both having got their first career victories in the first month of the season. The exact number of winners so far went to 11 when Kurt Busch found victory lane at Kansas this past Sunday. That means the number of playoff spots available on points is already down to just five. And there are some perennial favorites who haven't found victory lane yet this season. Ryan Blaney is second in the point standings, but is winless. As are former champions Martin Truix Jr. and Kevin Harvick. All three are currently in, but with names like Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon sitting outside looking in, that cut line could get moved up even further. Both RCR drivers have multiple second place finishes this year and are knocking on the door of victory lane. The next winner will knock out current bubble driver Eric Almirola, who is trying to make the playoffs in his final full-time season in the series. Could we encounter a first and have more than 16 winners in the regular season? Things seem to be trending that direction, and with Atlanta and Daytona still on the schedule, we can't count out another surprise winner. One thing is for sure, the landscape will certainly look quite a bit different after the race in Daytona in August. Coming up, we'll explain Sunday's All-Star Race format, and later we will preview the 2022 renewal of the NASCAR All-Star Race. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Back on NASCAR Live, Texas Motor Speedway will host us once again for the NASCAR All-Star Race for the second consecutive season. And once again, the All-Star Race will boast a different experience for its fans. Let's better understand what to expect from this year's All-Star format. For the second straight year, the NASCAR Cup Series All-Star Race will be held at Texas Motor Speedway as $1 million will be on the line under the lights in the Lone Star State. Let's dive into this weekend's All-Star Race format. This year's running will feature a new qualifying procedure for drivers already locked into the All-Star Race, and qualifying will consist of two rounds. During round one, drivers will take to the track in reverse order of the current 2022 owner points and will run a single lap. The top eight qualifiers from that round will then transfer to a head-to-head -head elimination bracket, which serves as round two. For the elimination bracket, the emphasis will be on the pit crews. Essentially, the pit crews will have the opportunity to help improve their drivers' qualifying positions. The round will feature two cars staged in temporary side-by-side -side pit stalls near the end of pit road. Pit crews will perform a four-tire stop, and at the drop of the jack, drivers will exit onto the track with no speed limit on pit road. The first car back to the start-finish line will advance to the next round. The final two standing at the end of the round will compete for the pole, while drivers eliminated in the round of eight will start in positions five through eight based on their one-lap speeds from the first round of qualifying. Drivers eliminated in the round of four will start in positions three and four based on their one-lap lap speeds. Here comes Brad Keselowski, three wide on the bottom. Brad Keselowski from third to the lead in the all-star race. Keselowski gets in front of Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. The All-Star Open will consist of a more traditional format with single car, single lap qualifying in reverse order of the 2022 owner points. The Open race format will break down into three stages. The first two stages consisting of 20 laps each and the final stage consisting of 10. The winner of each stage will advance to the All-Star race along with the winner of the fan vote. Eric Almarola brings the field up the back straight away. One final shot for Matt DiBenedetto. He is not 
close enough to make it happen. Almirola, the Smithfield Ford Mustang, leading out of four. A bright spot for Stuart Haas Racing. Eric Almirola is a 2021 All-Star. For the 125-lap main event, there will be four stages, three 25-lap stages, and one 50-lap stage. The winner of stage one will start on the pole in the final stage as long as they finish 15th or better in stage two and stage three. The winner of stage two will start second in the final stage as long as they also finished 15th or better in stage three. And finally, the winner of stage three will start third in the final stage. This is going to be a good one. Kip will take the Chevrolet Corvette pace car to pit road. Green flag coming up shortly. Only green flag laps count in this one. They hit the Geico restart zone. Green flag is in the air. Ten laps to go. One million dollars. Following the conclusion of stage two, there will be a special stage break where all teams must pit and perform before tire stop. The driver and team with the shortest time on pit road will win the pit crew award and start fourth in the final stage. Of course, so long as they finish 15th or better in stage three. One final twist to Sunday's all-star race. If a natural caution does not occur between lap 15 and lap 25, NASCAR officials will put out a special all-star competition caution. Motor Racing Network will have full coverage of qualifying at 7 p.m. on Saturday night, along with the NASCAR Open and All-Star Race starting at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. Coming up, a preview of this weekend's all-star race at Texas Motor Speedway. And later, we've got a new This Week in NASCAR History. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Cup Series is headed back to the Lone Star State of Texas for its annual All-Star Race. Let's hear from some of the drivers, your favorite drivers, about what they're expecting as a $1 million prize hangs in the balance Sunday at Texas Motor Speedway. After 13 straight weeks of high-pressure points racing, the best drivers in the world get a bit of a break from that pressure. But this weekend, they'll head to Texas Motor Speedway for a winner-take-all battle for $1 million dollars. That's right, it's once again time for the NASCAR Cup Series All-Star Race. 20 drivers are currently locked into Sunday's main event at Texas. One of those 20 drivers who will be making his first start in the All-Star Race is Chase Briscoe. Briscoe's always been a fan of the event and says he's excited to run for the million dollars. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited to be part of the All-Star Race. Um, you know, growing up, I remember always watching it, you know, watching the guys come out and uh, do the, the intros and everything else that comes along with that race and even watch a qualifying back when they did it at Charlotte where you know you come down Pitt Road it was like at 150 miles an hour and try to stop uh, the all-star race was always a cool race to watch so I'm super excited to be a part of it the last year just being able to be in the open and not going to run the all-star was a bummer so I'm pretty excited this year to, to finally be locked into the all-star race and uh, you know have a shot to, to go for a million dollars. While Briscoe is among the 20 drivers locked in, 16 will have to do battle in the All-Star Open for a chance to race their way in. One of those drivers is Texas native Chris Busher. A lot has been done in recent years to try to improve the racing at Busher's home track. The RFK Racing driver says the weather will have an impact on what kind of race we'll see this weekend. You know, the, the race can be good there. It's uh, a little bit dependent on track conditions. I know we've uh, messed around with, with PJ1. We've... Uh, you know, tried to, to see if we can make that work. I don't know with uh, with this car how uh, how it's really been been received as um, as a good option or not. But 
you know, I think that that's something that we got to keep in mind that there are small options. Um, but at the end of the day, I just think that if we move it around some, it'll keep it, keep it fresh and keep it exciting. Texas Motor Speedway is in its second year of hosting the All-Star event. The annual Dash for Cash was held at Charlotte Motor Speedway through 2019. And one of the constant sources of debate surrounding the event is whether it should move around from year to year. Busher and Austin Dillon are both in favor of rotating the venue. Yeah, I, I liked it when it was at Charlotte at the All-Star Race um, because, you know, close to home, you knew what it was. Texas, uh, uh, it's cool going there um, for one year. I think you should move it around a couple times. Plus, I just, yeah, Texas hasn't provided the best of racing yet. So I would I would be voting for another uh, track, um, possibly. But you never know. I think as the, the surface wears out, um, Texas could be a better race for the All-Star Race. It's just needs to you know lose some more grip and and then maybe you know that'll create a more exciting all-star race if you want to call it an all-star i think you need to give give an opportunity to to different drivers um who have different skill sets for different racetracks um you know at some point it should probably go to a road course um i don't think it should go to dirt um you know if we're gonna uh try, try and make sure we're keeping the, the asphalt roots with everybody but we do enough road racing now that uh, maybe that's an opportunity in the future but i don't think that's the the first place we should be switching it over to i think there's a lot of different racetracks uh you know, we've given it a, a few different shots here another one of the talking points about the all-star race every year is the format nascar has used the event to try new things in the past Ideas that we see on a weekly basis now, like stage racing and double file restarts, both got their start in the All-Star Race. Tyler Reddick has some ideas about format changes he would try, but he thinks the sport's doing a good job at trying different things. The, the information that I've looked at from, from this year's All-Star Race, I mean, I like. I think it's always good to, to mix it up a little bit. Um, I like that they're doing that because every year you go there, you have to win it a different way. I definitely like how the picker comes into play. Uh, for setting up, uh, I think, the end of stage three and, and who will ultimately start uh, fourth, I believe it is, in the final stage. But I like I like things they've done with this format. I have ideas, but, but NASCAR has done a good job with the All-Star Race, I think. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what next year brings. But I think this year should be exciting. One of the more interesting things that will be new this year will be Saturday night's qualifying session. The top eight drivers will compete in a bracket-style tournament for the pole. That might be what Briscoe is looking forward to most on the weekend. Yeah, no, I, I understand qualifying. Um, and I think I understand the race where there's, uh, you know, three segments. The winner of each one of those segments gets to start in the top three for the final segment. And then the fastest pick crew stop uh, in the first three. I think as long as you finish in the top 15 in each of those segments, then I think you get to start fourth. So I think I got it understood. It's a little, well, it's a lot easier than last year's, I think. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I think the qualifying format will be really, really cool. I hope I can make that top eight just so I can be a part of that. That new twist is certain to be an exciting one, and you'll hear the battle for the pole along with the duel for $1 million in all-star glory all right here on the Motor Racing Network. Coming up, we've got This Week in NASCAR History. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. But before we do, Susie Armstrong is here with another installment of This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. 
1992. Country star Billy Ray Cyrus went triple platinum with the debut album Some Gave All and the line dancing classic Achy Breaky Heart. Authorities arrest 17-year-old Long Island Lolita Amy Fisher for the attempted murder of Mary Jo Buttafuoco over an affair with husband Joey. And Davey Allison drove it like he stole it, blasting by Dale Earnhardt on the final lap to win the Winston at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Don't tell my heart, my aching, breaking heart. I just don't think you'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my aching, breaking heart, he might blow up and kill this man. Earnhardt's car spins in turn number three. Kyle Petty goes by as Earnhardt spins up to the outside of the track. And here comes Allison. Davey Allison on the inside of Kyle Petty. They touch here at the stripe. Allison wins. Allison hard into the outside wall. A crushing hit into the outside wall as Davey Allison wins the Winston. He hits the outside retaining wall. Sparks flying from behind the automobile. Nineteen ninety-seven British R&B singer Mark Morrison said, "Here I am with the platinum hit Return of the Mac." Steven Spielberg unleashes prehistoric terror as the Lost World Jurassic Park premieres from coast to coast, and Jeff Gordon devoured the competition in the Queen City, claiming his third All-Star victory and cashing in big in the nineteen ninety-seven edition of the Winston at Charlotte. They're off turn two for the final time. Gordon is flawless down the back straightaway. Eases it out to the outside wall. Now tiptoes into turn number three. Drifts down to the bottom of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon glued to the inside. Groove races off turn four. Back to the checkered flag. From the last row on the starting grid to the lead and victory lane, Jeff Gordon wins the 13th running of the Winston. 15 car lengths over Bobby Labonte. actor-singer Jamie Foxx had the intuition to pair with T-Pain for the electro-hop mega-hit Blame It. Jane Lynch, Leah Michelle, and a cast of thousands sing and socialize on the Fox musical comedy drama Glee. Brazilian Spider-Man Elio Castro Neves climbs the fence again at the Brickyard, claiming his third Indianapolis 500. And Tony Stewart was the flash at Charlotte, blowing by Matt Kenseth with two to go in the Sprint All-Star Challenge. He's pulling away and blowing them all out of the water. Tony Stewart for the final time. Down to the inside of the racetrack as he works off turn number four. Tony Stewart has never won an All-Star race, and he makes this first victory a very sweet one. His first as a Sprint Cup team owner. He'll win the 25th running of the Sprint All-Star race at Charlotte. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. We'd also like to thank Tyler Reddick for joining us on this week's show. And a reminder that you can join us this Thursday for another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. If you've already subscribed to NASCAR Live, you'll automatically get it. If you haven't, you can get it wherever you download your podcast. Don't forget... We'll have coverage for you live from Texas Motor Speedway, 5.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. We'll have the open for you 
Then we'll dive into NASCAR Live Race Day and then live coverage of the NASCAR All-Star Race. For the entire MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us. We'll meet you right back here next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast, and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Wesselman, Julian Council, and Trey Downing. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.